you come and hold my hand? Won't you come and chill out with the Virgo? Hey girl, just come and hold my hand. Won't you come and just chill with the Virgo? Virgo. Merlo. Hey. What's up? What's up? It says here, it says here, the Virgo personality, practical and responsible, tends to enjoy helping others. They can be overcritical and has a hard time relaxing. Subtle in their actions and notices and remembers everything. I just want y'all to remember that one fucking part. It says subtle in their actions and notices and remembers everything. You just keep that, tuck that in the back of your, your pocket there. Hates being teased unless they started it first. Absolutely. So, and, and, and this is actually not even really true because we can definitely dish it, but we cannot take it. So, be fucking easy. Okay? Uh, and it's always quick and alert. Okay? That's very true unless I've had some libations. Okay? Alright? Um, another, another site here. Virgos are laid back, but only their close friends will know how uptight they can be. This is super facts. For me and my friends, anyway. They can be rather relaxed and closed off, but they also know how to be fun and exciting as well. Okay. Uh... They may not always be talkative, but they don't really need to be. They write... Wait, whoa. No. Wait a minute. Let's see what they're trying to say here. They say the right amount of words. Oh, my God. I don't know what this is. I'll read it the way it's, it's here, but it doesn't make any sense. They, the right amount of words to say presented in the best package possible. So I'm, I'm guessing what they're trying to say is uh, Virgos don't talk a lot. We don't need to. But when we do have words, we put it in the best way possible so that you can understand what the fuck the problem is. Now, if you don't understand at that point, now you run into some shit that we don't have time for. Now I've got a list of what Virgos uh, hate. Okay? This is a very important list. Alright? Very important list for Mills the Virgo. Alright? Ah. Uh. I'm still vibing out to the song back there. Y'all hear it? Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Things Virgos hate. People who unnecessarily touch their things and move their stuff around. I, I can't even tell you how I spazzed out just this morning about this. And it wasn't even anything major. My mom just came and laid on my bed. And I'm just like sitting there itching like, okay, I want you to get up. Because you're going to move something. You're going to feel like it shouldn't be here. And it's here. But you just got here. So the thing was there before you. So if you could just get up, please. Don't touch anything. Just just talk to me from the door. Okay? Okay, Jesus. Anyway, next thing on the list. Uh, people who do not uh, know how to do their job or do something that is supposed to be simple. Now, this one is a tricky one because I, I truly do dislike when people don't know how to do their job. Um... I do dislike when you ask a question, and it is supposed to be a simple answer, but it takes fucking forever for you to get the answer out. Oh, God, that does something to doubt. Listen, the Lord is working on me. Jesus, I can't stand that, honey. I really can't. I really can't, okay? Oof. Here's another thing. 
Unreasonable. Another thing that Virgos hate: unreasonable and stubborn people, and those who play weak and whine. I, oh God, this is me all day. This whole list is me. All right, last list. Last thing on this list: uh, Virgos hate brash and arrogant people who exhibit carelessness and stupidity. That's all facts. Um, to me, all of this could be one big ass paragraph describing multiple people that I know. Okay, work with, um, have relationships with, um, and family um, situations with. Uh, all of this. All of this. Okay. We hate the shit. All right. And just in case you guys were not sure about what we talking about today, um, we talking about Virgo shit because this is Virgo shit. Okay. I'm a Virgo. My birthday was what's today? The 13th. My birthday was yesterday. Um, September the 12th, 1983. A star was born. Many of us were actually, um, but I'm just talking about me right now. Uh, a star was born, um, and that, that's just me. Um, I had a great birthday yesterday. I uh, I went to work. I did. Um, didn't take off. I took off today though. I took off today. Um, I had cake. My mom baked me a cake, a nice lemon cake with uh, coconut all over it, with the with the cream cheese icing. Oh man, it was busting. Um, at work they got me a German chocolate cake and cheese strawberry cheesecake. <laughs> Amazing. Um. Uh, and also a gift card to Guitar Center, which is dope because I need a new mic. So I'm excited for that. So I'll be able to go and, and pick that up or order it or whatever I'm going to do. Um, I got some, some birthday money from some folks. Listen, that shit came on time, man, because I had to buy tires today. And that was definitely helpful. Okay? Extremely helpful. So uh, so thank you very much to those that assisted Okay, with uh, with finances for the birthday. I turned 36, um, so, uh, you know, I don't know how I feel about that because, you know, I was good with 35. 35 is a nice round, odd number, and I don't like odd numbers typically, but odd numbers that are round numbers that are significant numbers. So, you know, anything that ends in a five, I can deal with, right? But uh, I love my even number ages. So 36 should be a good year, I pray. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that it is. Um... But yeah, I, I just, it's just, it's just so many things. And when you have a birthday, you, you start to think about everything. You start to think about, okay, so what have I done up to now? What will I do after this? You know, what's the purpose? What is my main purpose? What do I like to do? What's my passion? You know what I'm saying? What, what is going to get me paid? Can I mix my passion with my, you know, career? Can I, can I do that? You know, so many things. And I mean, I, I had these thoughts a couple of years ago too, but so it's not like it's brand new. Since I hit 36, I had all of these these questions, but I guess I'm more serious. I'm more um, dedicated. I'm more um, clear on the process. I I just know more now than I did before. That's just that. You know, I lived and I learned, and I thank God for it. Um, I think that. Let's see, I have a, t- a total list here. Um, let's talk about the song. The song in the background is called Virgo. The song is um, uh, the song is performed by Ludacris and Nas. It's on both Ludacris and Nas's albums. Nas' album, I think his album was called. Ooh, Jesus, don't get me the lion. Um, let's talk about Ludacris first. Ludacris' album, I know it wasn't the Chicken and Beer album, but it was the album uh, after that. Give me just a second. The Red Light District, that's the album, that's the album, okay, so it's on Ludacris' Red Light District, and it's on Nas's, um, let me see, what is that album called? This album is called um, Street Disciple. Street Disciple. I knew he was sitting up here looking like Jesus at the Last Supper. I just couldn't remember what the album was called. Um, 
And so it was on both these albums, and um, this album in particular came out in what? Let's see. Nas's album, it was a double album, and it came out in 2004. And I think this is the Made You Look album, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? No. I'm trying to think what song was a single from here. If anything. Oh, he had the song with his dad, the Bridging the Gap song. Um, his dad is a, um, his dad was a, uh, um, a jazz horn player. And, um, they collaborated. It was a fantastic song. And I guess that was the only single. Yeah. I thought there was other songs, but I really don't see anything on here that I can honestly remember that was released. So, um, so this song is one of my favorite songs, obviously, because it's a Virgo song, and there's not too many songs out here that, you know, speak to Virgos and shit, so it's really dope. Um, a couple of famous Virgos, Michael Jackson, Kobe Bryant, Beyonce, Jada Pinkett, Idris Elba, 2 Chainz, Nas, Taraji P. Henson, Zendaya, uh, Foxy Brown, Kiki Palmer, Sanai Latham, Cameron Diaz, Barry White, Freddie Mercury, Selma Hayek, Sophia Loren, Ingrid uh, Bergman, you're welcome, Um, Macaulay Culkin, Prince Harry, Richard Gere, Amy Winehouse, God rest her soul, of course, Ludacris and Nas, because of this song, Uh, Keanu Reeves, uh, and my nigga, my nigga, Gatton uh, Montarazzo, yeah, sure, that's Dustin from Stranger Things, he's a motherfucking Virgo, which is why I love him the most, probably. Um, anywho, um, so, so we're all, uh, a part of this, this Virgo Nation club, it's fantastic, it's fantastic, um, and as you guys heard some of the <laughs> characteristics of Virgos, um, I guess overall I could say we're extremely, um, we're extremely laid back until you give us a reason not to be, um, and that could be anything, that could be just, uh, your friendship, um, and I feel comfortable with you, feel comfortable enough to, to show you my crazy side, or to at least not care about what you say about my crazy side, um, or, um, you know, uh, or, you know, we're, we're extremely blunt too, right, people, when I was growing up, people always told me that I was so mean, and that I was extra blunt, and all of these things, and it wasn't until I got to college where I met people who were more blunt than I, and I realized that I was nowhere near blunt, I was just simply telling the truth, and a lot of people, and I realized, of course, as you get older, people don't really want to hear the truth. The truth is not not what's hot out here in these streets, you know. Um, so, but but we can be extremely blunt because we are analytical folks. We're thinkers. We're people who literally um, hear what you're saying and are processing it. It's, it's a process. Uh, some of us are quick. Some of us aren't. But it is a process, honey. Okay. And um, you know, I've I've worked hard on being less robotic because. I always look at a Virgo, especially a Virgo woman, because Virgo men are different. But a Virgo woman is extremely robotic. Like, she uh, processes things. I mean, things have to be in order. Things have to be her way. Thing, you know what I mean? It's it's um, it's a very interesting thing to accept about yourself. To first acknowledge and then accept, right? So, um, so I've worked on this over the years of trying to be um, as likable, I guess, as I can without sacrificing literally nothing because I, I don't i don't have time for that right don't that time for that shit right but, but i mean i don't have to be an asshole to you either i don't have to be a dick okay i can 
I can be nice, I guess. But, I mean, listen, you got a short motherfucking leash with me, okay? Um, but yeah, uh, so I, I enjoy doing this um, kind of shit. I enjoy looking up Virgo shit. I remember when I was um, younger, I think in college, and I did, like, you put your information into these little websites and shit, and then they spit back out all of this bullshit. And I read it, and it was just, like, me to a T. Like, the total Virgo shit that they said, it was literally me to a T. It was ridiculous. Um, so this is why I always identify with Virgos and can try to uh, understand. I try my hardest to be patient with Virgos and black people, okay? I'm just going to be honest with you because that's just me, okay? I try my hardest to be patient with Virgos and black people. And if you happen to be a black Virgo, obviously there's tons of us, um, I am very, very patient with you because I know the struggle. I know the fucking struggle, okay? Um, I know about organization, planning, okay? People outside of our our, 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 our sign don't seem to understand, you know, planning, preparation, god damn it, okay? How, what are the logistics, you see? You know, words like that, that's not coming from other motherfuckers, okay? We want to know the breakdown, nigga. I need to understand, okay? When you say to me, I need you to bake three cakes for the party. Now, my question isn't, oh, no, how can I afford, no. My question is, okay, so how the cake's going to get there? Am I supposed to, so I have to buy the cakes, or buy the shit, bake the cakes, and then transport the cakes for you? Hmm? Or, are you going to come pick these cakes up? Oh, you're coming over here today? Oh, okay, well then what I'll do is I'll have these cakes ready by the time you get here, and then when you come here to bring me the carriers, bam, you take these cakes with you, you see? See, Virgos think like this, you see? And it's not even just a Virgo thing, because I feel like people who have um, multiple responsibilities think like this as well. Planning out your day. Plan- making sure, like, if you go out on a Saturday, you know, where all are we going? You know what I'm saying? Where all are we going? Okay, we're going here, here, and here. Okay, great. Well, then let's do this first because it's over here, and then we'll work our way back. Da 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 da. da. My mother hates this. Okay. She hates. She hates this. I, and we'd go out on Saturday mornings, and I'd be like, okay, so where are we going, mom? And she'd be like, well, I need to do this, and I need to do that, and I need to do this. I say, okay, so just tell me everywhere we gotta go, then I can make a decision on how we're gonna. You know what I'm saying? Just cause the, the city spread out. You know what I'm saying? Plan, preparation. God damn it. So you know, I mean, a lot of people just aren't like that. It takes a lot of. Uh, Trying to understand and, and trying to, you know, gather uh, that people aren't like that, right? You have to, you have to do that because not everybody's like you. So um, Virgos have uh, have that struggle, and that's just that they really have that struggle. And um, at the end of the day, you know, we just as disastrous as everybody else. We just like to be in order. We like to put our chaos uh, and organize it a little bit. That's all. That's all. We're the maniacs that try to organize chaos. That, that's really it. That's really it. So, um, so yeah, I wanted to talk, on, touch on that, talk about it. Um, I have an uncle um, whose birthday is the literal same day as mine. Um, I did not speak to him. I, I actually didn't remember <laughs> till today. 
So that was fucked up for me. Um, but I have tons and tons of families that are Virgos. I mean, we got a lot of August Virgos, and then we got a slew of September Virgos. I'm here to tell you, like, uh, my Aunt Sandra, her birthday was on the 4th. Uh, my, my cousin Nissa, hers was on the 1st. My cousin Sasha, she was the 10th. My Aunt Mina, I think hers was on the 18th um, of September. Uh, my BFF, Clarice, her birthday was uh, six days ago on the 6th, or seven days ago now. On the 6th, uh, my homegirl Paula, who did my, uh, does my hair and we grew up together, she actually um, has the same day, same birthday as myself as well. Um, so, I, I know a lot of people, um, and believe me, when I tell you all of all the people that I just listed, I am like none of these women. Seriously. We're all so different. Like, from Sandra to Nissa, to Nissa to Sasha. Sasha to, you know, like, we're all completely different, but there are some basic Virgo fun, you know, fundamentals, okay, there's a basic, there's a basic fucking, you know, foundation, alright, that we just don't have time for, right, so, there's that, I already went over that, okay, um, I looked this up, they said a Virgo woman should be with a Scorpio man, now, (laughs) I got a story, um, so my ex, I have I have a few exes, but my main ex is, is the one where I was in an actual relationship with this person as an adult and was in love and it was real, right? So uh, he was a Scorpio. So this might be true, but then again, he was an asshole. So um, the situ- well, I won't say that. I will say that the situation was fucked up, and in the situation, he was an asshole. I won't say that he's currently one. I don't know. I don't know his life. But at the time, he was an asshole. Uh, so it, you're going to be hard-pressed to find, you know, to find me dating or willingly dating a Scorpio. But realistically speaking, I'll, you know, whoever's about something, I'll entertain it, maybe, you know. But uh, so that was interesting that I found. Um, the last time I spoke to you guys, though, we were talking about the Rhapsody album. We talked about uh, how Missy was about to get her VMA, I think I recorded that night that the VMAs came on. I came home, recorded all of the shit ahead of the VMA so I could sit down and watch the fucking VMAs. And um, what was real funny about that was the um, streaming service that I was doing a trial run on didn't have fucking MTV. So I was geared up, bro. I was like, okay, recorded everything, uploaded, everything's cool, bam, bam, bam. All right, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to, you know, take in this bullshit, and I'm going to wait on Missy Elliott to come through with the performance and get the, you know, get the award. Um, see if Kid Fury and Crystal from The Read make it on the telecast, which they didn't, but that's okay because she gave him a shout-out um, during the speech. Um... I was super here for everything, and then I, I I went through all the channels, and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. no MTV, wait, 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 wait. no VH1, wait, 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 wait. no, wait a fucking minute, no Disney channels at all. So yeah, that was that was um, aggravating as fuck, but I've since rectified that situation completely, and um, you know, completely rectified that. So. <laughs> Sorry, I'm over here looking. I have uh, muted. Uh, Black Lady Sketch Show is on 
uh, my TV, but I have it muted. But I had to unmute it right quick for, for one part because it was hilarious. Um, that We'll also talk about that show in just a minute. Um, but in any case, I rectified the situation. I was able to catch up with all the performances via social media uh, the night of. So I, it wasn't like I was completely and utterly in the dark. I think I probably saw all the performances that I was interested in watching anyway um, prior to people who actually watched it, like recorded it and watched it later. So that was fine. Whatever, right? Um, so let's just talk Missy Elliott for a second. Missy Elliott is the shit, and she performed, ah, what, what am I going to say? Maybe about four or five songs total that she, she performed. Um, I think she started out with I Can't Stand the Rain. Then it merged into All in My Grill for a brief moment. Then it went to Get Your Freak On. Then it got to Work It. Then it went to um, Pass the Dutch. And then Lose Control, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think that's where they ended. I'm really... I think that's where they ended. So you talking six or seven songs. I can't remember where my count was at. But... Missy was just fantastic, bro. She she came she came floating out of the sky in the trash bag outfit from I Can't Stand the Rain video. She um you know the the bone breaking dancers from uh, New York were there to 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 introduce the Get Your Freak On video. It was dope. Um, uh, the colors, the dancers, the, the the set, the creativity. Oh my God, everything was ten tens 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 of fucking across the fucking board. Um. There was a spaceship, bitch, um, had, um, niggas levitating up into the spaceship, up into the sky, okay, it was just, it was fan-fucking-tastic, it was like watching an actual, like a real performer, like a real performer, you know, somebody that's here to entertain you, um, my mother, uh, said that when she was young, she didn't, she went to a, a concert with a guy, she didn't want to go, but she went, and, um, it was an Earth, Wind, and Fire concert, and she said it was the the, the best concert she's ever been to. She said it was tons of magic. Um, they, you know, they were levitated up, and and then they, she thought that they were up, up, and then you know they weren't in there, and then they came down the aisle, and it was just busting, man. So um, that's how I kind of felt when I was watching the Missy performance. I was like, yes, bitch. Okay, so. Um, there's a bunch of other performers too, you know, um, people that I just don't give a fuck about. But, but there was a Jersey uh, tribute because the VMAs was held in Jersey this year for some strange reason, and typically it's held in New York at Radio City Music Hall, or uh, and sometimes they do it in LA, right? Um, but this this year it was in Jersey for whatever reason, and so they had a lot of Jersey shit going on. They had some nigga that was like a Jersey Italian type situation. He hosted. Um, then their, um, the Sopranos came out and did some forget about it shit. And then, um, then there was the, the hip hop Jersey tribute, which included, okay, uh, Clef Jean, okay, Redman, okay, Naughty by Nature, Fetty Wap, and the Queen, Queen Latifah, okay, um, my only beef was that they didn't have Joe Budden on there, and I feel like they should have had Joe Budden on there, because he is from Jersey, and he's fairly relevant now, he didn't, musically he wasn't that great, I mean, he had Pump It Up in one more song, right, but, I mean, shit, he could have came out and did Pump It Up, like that, you think, for one second, he couldn't have done Pump It Up in the middle, um, where they put fucking Trap Queen for Fetty Wap, I mean, I like Fetty Wap, I mean, okay, he okay, he alright, 
You know what I'm saying? I love, I'll forever have love for Fetty Wap and Trap Queen because when we was in India, uh, in the Adidas store, they was blasting that fucking Trap Queen and we was just like, yes. Yes, Indians, you guys understand, right? Uh, so I'll forever have love for that, but I mean, if we're talking real shit here, I would have enjoyed seeing Joe Budden um, as part of that, but you know, it is what it is. It happened. It happened. Um... But it was dope, though. It was really dope. Redman went out there. He did the Rottweiler song, um, which was one of his biggest songs by himself. Because, you know, remember, he did lots of music with Method Man. He, you know, he rapped with Eric B. And, um, Eric B. And, um, not Rakim, but I guess mainly Eric B. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just dope. I don't even know why they didn't include Keith Murray. I mean, Keith Murray had one of my favorite songs as a youngster and that shit was called the most beautifulest thing in this world that's the the name of the song and that's how the hook went the most beautifulest thing in this world just like that i get in ya the most beautifulest thing in this world listen that is the fucking best he from jersey fucking keith murray all right Anyway, but no, I'm not mad at this lineup at all. It was so dope. I love seeing Queen Latifah. She came in on the motorcycle, which is so dope and symbolic. Um, those of you who don't know, Queen Latifah's brother died in a motorcycle accident. And um, so every time she, first of all, she wears that key around her neck all the time because that was his key to his motorcycle. And then um, every time she gets on one, it's like conquering a fear because obviously her brother died on it. Um, so that was a, a big deal for them and I just hope I don't know this part of the story I'm hoping not I'm hoping she didn't buy it because Jay-Z has that type of guilt too he bought his nephew a car and then his nephew got in a car accident and died so that's kind of like you don't want that kind of like you know you don't want that kind of shit on your on your on your heart you know that's a lot um so yeah no she was dope she came out and did unity um and you know it was just so dope you know that motherfucker who you calling a bitch oh my god it's like the hardest question in the who you calling a bitch oh my gosh <laughs> so yeah uh she, she did that and then i think at the end naughty by nature came back and did hip-hop parade because i think they did opp first then they at the end they wrapped it up with hip-hop parade which of course was important um for jersey um so yeah so yeah um so i enjoyed the shit out of that um there was other people that performed at the vmas but again i'm not interested in that I, eh, what are you gonna do so um uh, i don't know when what day this was that it came out but but within the past couple of weeks dave Chappelle released a comedy special um entitled sticks and stones and um it's on netflix and I think the shit is hilarious. I think it's hilarious. And he's catching flack for a lot of jokes, you know, talking about the gays and the whites. And it's just like, listen, it's no need to be so upset about this shit. He, he did a perfect bit in there that sums up why I don't care about people being so sensitive. He was saying that he was doing, you know, his show. And uh, 
that the, the executives didn't mind him throwing nigga around like a hundred times in an episode, but as soon as he, you know, used the word like faggot or something like that, or talked about gays or anything like that, you know, they were like, no, David, 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 you can't, you can't say that, you can't say that because you're not gay, you know, and so he was like, he was like, well, why, why can't I say these, those types of things, you know, you let me say nigger, but you don't let me say faggot, so what's the difference, he was like, I'm, you're not, you're not gay, right, so Dave was like, I'm also not a nigger, so what the actual fuck, my nigga, right, and so, um, it was perfect, um, and I and I appreciated the fuck out of that so hardcore. So I mean, a lot of people are upset about it, and they really shouldn't be because it's not even that deep as comedy. And I'm not sure why people continue to get mad at comedians. Like this has been going on since I was a kid. People get mad at comedians for saying funny shit and inappropriate funny shit. Like, come on, man, come on, let's 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 do better. Let's give a fuck about some other shit. Like, there's so many other things to really care about in this country. Like, I, it's a, it's like a list. It's a cavalcade of things to be worried about in this country. And, um, a comedian's, uh, take on homosexuality or trans, you know, trans shit, you know, listen, come on, we're all learning here, okay? Simple and plain. Um, speaking of which, there was an interview a couple of days ago on The Breakfast Club. Malik Yoba had his ass on there, um, because he had recently said that he was attracted to trans women, and he always has been. And so, he said that, and he, he said and in the black community, it's looked at upon if you're attracted to a trans woman, and you knew that this is a trans woman, meaning this was a man, and now it's a woman, you know, um, then that all automatically makes you gay. Right, automatically makes you gay. And so when they were on the Breakfast Club, I could kind of understand what they were saying, but overall, the shit's confusing as fuck. And you know, I really hoped that um, the Reed, aka uh, Kid Fury and Crystal, listened to this and could provide some sort of feedback or anything like that. It, you know, but I, they said they didn't listen to it and they didn't want to, and they said they didn't have any issue at all with the Breakfast Club doing this. Um, interview they just didn't want to hear it from them because they feel like um Charlemagne, Envy and I guess Angela Yee ask you know dumb questions and then also it becomes you know um educators 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 as opposed to you know I'm trying to understand or whatever and I just kind of feel like this is the problem like I I love Keith Fury and Crystal but it's like bruh we literally are confused about this shit like we literally don't know what to call people sometimes and I guess that's the whole point of the the movement that we don't even need to truly use labels and shit but at the same time my dude like I need to know bruh are you a girl or a boy so that when if you do something to me I could be like it was a woman you know uh, it presented like a woman right I guess I could say that um I don't know man I just don't think it has to be this um serious or that it has to be taken so sensitively I think it's the same situation with um, white people who want to know more about black culture right um some black people will get aggravated with this shit I'm not here to teach you shit right then there's some black people that want those questions and want to be able to share experiences and want to you know uh, enrich the uh opinion i guess of someone who is confused or whatever the situation may be um and then you know then there's people like me all right who sits right right in the middle you know I'm not here to be your personal goddamn encyclopedia, but at the same time, if I hear you being stupid, I mean, I feel inclined to say that that's dumb. No, 
do some research on that. This is what the situation is. You know, eh. perhaps in my in my younger younger days, I would have cared more. But you know, I've learned that not everybody has the same type of um, drive to to receive and process it, you know information. So whereas I would want to know, okay, you know, what's the deal? Um, what is this cisgender shit, right? I wanted to know that shit, so I googled that shit, and I got my answer, and now I understand what cisgender means versus transgender, and it seems like that would make sense, oh, transgender is this, and then, you know, but no, no, I did not fucking know, I did not fucking know, I don't understand this shit half the time, bro, all I do know is, is I treat everybody like they fucking matter, that's it, if I treat you like an asshole, then that's because you an asshole, right, it's not because you gay, it's not because you white, it's not because you black, it's not because you a fucking Asian. It's because you a straight up asshole. Okay? That's just that. That's just that. I'm an equal opportunity offender. I really don't give a fuck about this bullshit. Right? So, but unfortunately, we live in a society and country and world where these labels are here. They exist. And then there's, there's, there's beef if you get it wrong. It's almost like... <laughs> it's almost like when you were in school, they introduced a whole new subject, and then they constantly tested you on it, and when you fucking got the answer wrong, they were like, you dumb motherfucker, you don't know shit, you don't know shit, you ignorant dumb motherfucker. It's like they keep giving you a test, but they don't even teach you what you're getting tested on. That's kind of how I feel about the H, the, excuse me, that's how I feel about the um, LGBTQIA. Plus, because I believe I got all the letters and the things together, right? I think I'm good on that. Um, but yeah, I, it's just, it's just a lot. And I, I would love to talk to somebody who is from the community, right? Who's open to these conversations and doesn't get defensive, right? Because that's kind of the issue. The issue is, and it's just like with black people. So this is, again, I understand where people come from with the shit. Because they're like, oh, they're so defensive. Yeah, I get it. Because remember, when people are asking about black shit, people get, niggas get motherfucking offended, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, just keeping it funky. It's just real. So it's like, if everybody could just take from their experience and put themselves in, um, the other people's experiences and then relate it back to a time when you dealt with the exact same shit i think we could get along way way better like there is no problem that is so foreign that nobody can understand like there is no problem in this world that is so fucking foreign okay that you just literally can't relate like I just don't believe that. Now I'm not going. To, I'm not going out on a limb and saying, "Oh, Americans experience all the shit that say I don't know Indians experience, or that people in uh, Sri Lanka experience, or people in uh, Israel experience." No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, in this American bullshit that we deal with, right? There's no situation that a person could get into that you couldn't identify with one way or another and i think it's very ridiculous that there's people in the in the world that think other ways quite frankly um so you know that's that that's that the dave Chappelle shit was very funny if you guys get an opportunity to check it out if you like comedy and if you don't mind being like ugh kind of pissed off go ahead and check it out man because it's really not that deep um bill burr he's another comedian that i love 
that um, has a comedy special out, and he's extremely inappropriate too, Doc. Like, I mean, I can't even tell you. You like a lot of people might not like. It. I will say this: I was watching it, and he he is so funny to me. But he had a bit where he was talking about Michelle Obama at the beginning, and motherfucker, I did not bust a smile during that time. I did not. First of all, don't talk about Michelle motherfucking Obama. Are you serious, nigga? Right? But no, realistically though, um. I had to say to myself, Jamila, you're being sensitive because you like Michelle Obama. If it was somebody that you didn't like, you'd be laughing at this. So this is funny. You just are in your feelings. And I did that to myself. And I said, okay, bitch. And then he moved on. And I moved on. And the shit was funny when he was talking about not Michelle Obama. Right? Um, so, um, and it's dope that he married a black woman. He's, he's throughout all of his com- like all of his comedy specials I've been obviously listening to it for some years now he's talked about dating a black woman he's talked about these things but I didn't think that his woman was black honestly when he was talking about his, on his last thing where he had a dog and shit and they moved in and all these things like yeah so now he's got a, a child with the woman they're married and so he's just talking about how angry he is and he's hilarious so if y'all could check out Bill Burr's shit on um on Netflix let me see what it's called cause I can't remember that at all <laughs> which is funny you know with the Virgo shit like we don't forget shit and we remember everything that's very true but at the same time there's like little shit that we just not gonna remember okay but we're gonna always fucking remember when you fucked us over right like don't even get it twisted um ooh He's got so many. Bill Burr has so many. I think his latest one, though, is called Walk Your Way Out. Yeah. Um, But he's got... It looks like he's got five um, comedy specials on Netflix right now. I've watched Let It Go. That shit's funny. Um, I think this Walk Your Way Out is the latest one. Um, Let me see. No, it's not. That's not the latest one at all. <laughs> Let me see. Paper Tiger. That's the one. That's the one. That's the latest one. It's called Paper Tiger. Um, and it's, it's fucking hilarious. I enjoy the shit out of it. If you have um, a streaming service and you can listen to comedy on your streaming service, like for instance, I think Apple Music and Tidal. I know for sure Tidal, um, iHeartRadio, they have the comedy channel, so you can just listen to comedy. If you listen to Bill Burr's shit, um, he's got an album... Or he had a comedy special, and I'm trying to see uh, which one it was, because it was so funny to me, and he made a joke about how his grandma was so racist, or whatever, and she didn't like the, um, she didn't like black women, and he, he brought his, um, his girl, he brought his girl there, or whatever, um, and that shit just didn't go well, it didn't go well, and there was some black people in the audience, and they was just like, that's fucked up, man! <laughs> shit was so funny man but um oh it looks like title literally only has let it go i don't know what happened to his other um shit so i guess he i guess he maybe pulled it who knows oh well um but yeah so it's it's dope though 
It's dope, though. Check it out if you're into that kind of shit. Um, and also, one more um, comedy special that, that was on Netflix that I watched and I, I continue to watch is They Ready, the Tiffany Haddish John, where it's like Tiffany Haddish, Haddish pre, you know, presents They Ready, which is a whole bunch of um, female comics, about six of them, um, that she gave opportunities to shine when she could have had her comedy special and it'd be just about her, which I thought was dope. Um, she actually, um, hold on, she actually, um, has like six, I think it's like six episodes, because it's, every comic has their own episode, and, um, the, the comedians that are on this special are, uh, Tracy Ashley, she's up first, and I, I thought Tracy Ashley's ass was hilarious, um, friend of mine watched this and didn't get past her, and then never went back to watch the whole rest of the shit, but I thought she was funny, now at the beginning she started out slow, but she also has a dry wit humor, and that's not really for everybody, you know, it's like the office, you know, shit like that, like extremely dry wit, like, just, I love it, so that's how she was, um, uh, the next person was Flame Monroe, she's a drag queen, so this guy, um, he's a dad, um, it was interesting, I wasn't a huge fan though, so I literally watched it once, and then I never went back to it, um, Ada Rodriguez, or Aida, um, Rodriguez, she's by far the funniest person on the entire comedy special, I love the fuck out of Aida, I watch hers more than I've watched anybody else's, she talks about how she was kidnapped by her grandmother child, oh my god, that shit was so funny, she was talking about, listen, just, just do yourself a favor, watch the whole shit, but if you really want a quick laugh, like immediately, skip to number three, skip to episode three, so you can do Aida Rodriguez's shit, this shit is so funny, um, the next one after that, her name was Marlo Williams, she was also hilarious to me, um, she reminded me of an auntie, um, so she was cool, and, um, the next person after that was April Macy, she was alright, she was alright, and the last person was Shantae Wayans, she is a part of the Wayans family, I did a, a Google search on her, and she was in a few of the big Wayans Brothers movies, um, just, I can't tell you which one she was in, she looks like them, they have very strong features, um, completely, um, and her main story is that she's, like, the poor Wayans, she's not in the rich Wayans section of the family, right, so she, um, she was only, uh, with them and Rich for the weekend, she, I mean, for the summer, she, she, uh, you know, the rest of the time, they was broke in Maryland, apparently, um, but nah, she seems funny, she's really cool, um, she, she, I think she was funny for a minute, and then she, um, yeah, I mean, she was kind of, like, kind of whatever for a minute, and then she kind of got into the funny, and it, it was pretty cool, so, overall, if I had to say of the six, I, I could say that there was definitely three I loved, and then three that I'm just like, okay, whatever, and then it's, like, really two and a possible, because that possible is Shantae Wayans, because, I mean, overall, she was kind of funny in some spots, but it wasn't, like, hilarious, hilarious, like, to me, the other two ladies, or three ladies, but, overall, four out of six ain't bad, um, so check that out if you're, if you're interested in comedy and just whatever. Um, there's new podcast alert. Um, everybody's got a podcast, bro. Um, but no, new podcast alert, T.I. Um, just debuted his podcast last week, if I'm not mistaken, and it's called Expeditiously. You know, uh, T.I. uses, uh, a cavalcade of words and, um, and syllables, okay? And, um... 
it's just you know he's one of my he's a first of all he's a national treasure okay let's just get that out the way and second um he you know he's a fairly smart guy um a very interesting person and a lot of that stuff comes out in uh the first two episodes of his uh podcast the first episode is featuring LL Cool J and uh and uh Ice Cube and then the second episode features the real Rick Ross like the guy who Rick Ross took his name from like the real dude this guy is also the guy that um that was the the inspiration for the movie or excuse me for the show Snowfall so um so you know it's kind of funny so it's you know it's, it's, it's kind of funny that he was on there because I just was you know saying okay I gotta get into Snowfall and it's like bam here goes this guy um but he he was given Rick Ross was given like I don't know life pris- life in prison for all of his drug dealing and all of his handlings and such and then he fought the system fought the system and he was actually released and now he's a millionaire he's written two books you know it's an extremely inspirational story extremely inspirational story and um and that was that was real interesting ti has a story about what happened with the um gun situation like that story is crazy um so check check out the podcast man it, it was it was a very interesting listen especially the first episode with ll and, Q, and ice cube because you know um they don't talk about this on there but ice cube and ll are trying to get a sports channel together and obviously you guys know ice cube um has the big three and obviously that's where the big three will be viewed and if they're really smart which they are clearly um you know they'll make sure they have an app and they can stream and you can pay you know to to watch games and all of that kind of stuff that'd be great right um so i'm rooting for them big time because you know these are our um these are at this at this point you know they were the originators but i mean now they're the hip-hop elders right so it's dope that they're getting into doing work that's making them billionaires not just millionaires um so it's pretty dope um they were asked by um ti how they felt about the nfl uh and jay-z partnership rock nation partnership and they had some really interesting things to say like um both of them came at it from a different perspective than the average person would, obviously because they have money and they understand how business goes, right? Um, so it just it was it was fantastic that conversation. Um, so I had a conversation with one of my coworkers. She she still happens to be white, and uh, so we were having a conversation about this, and it was nice to be able to have a nice candid conversation with someone who's not your race and not feel like you have to constantly correct them as they're being ridiculous, right? It's legitimate. Um, it's a legit way of looking at things. Okay, this is how I view it, and then this is how I took it, and then I was able to say, yeah, I agree with that, or I get that part, but also on the on the same on the same token, blah 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 blah. You know what I mean? So it's just hard. It's just hard. Like we talked about this, and I guess I'll give my official opinion now about the Jay Z um, and you know NFL Rock Nation shit. So obviously, I'm super happy that Jay Z's in these rooms because. Because we don't get in, we don't get to be in these rooms a lot, right? We can barely coach the teams, right? Let alone, you know, be in the rooms with the owners and the commissioner and, and all of these things. Um, so, you know, it's just, 
I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic about the opportunity, but I do think that if we come into the table, I would need something before I said, yeah, I'm in, right? And that that one thing would have been Colin Kaepernick being on a team. Being on a team. I don't care. He could be on your practice squad. I don't give a shit. He's got to be on the team. He's got to get a check from the NFL, from, from a team in the NFL this year. It, it didn't matter. It wouldn't have mattered to me if they cut him later in the year or cut him the next time next year or something like that. But it has to be shown that you can protest, you can get into these types of situations where you're colluded against, and then you do have the ability to come back for a second chance. You know, because you know the people who beat up their wives and you know who run people over with cars and stab people. You know, those motherfuckers get second chances. So why the fuck can't a dude that was just protesting to try to bring awareness to the shit that we all know? exist you know what I'm saying um why the fuck is he not able to work right ice cube brings up a fantastic point though i wouldn't hire anybody who just finished suing me and i had to pay well you fucking right about that but realistically speaking you shouldn't even had to be in this position because you should have never colluded against them in the first place you see what i'm saying so it's like yeah I wouldn't want to hire somebody who sued me, but I'm still fucked up because I made them, I put them in a position where they felt they needed to sue me because we colluded against this motherfucker and we all said, yeah, we're not going to hire him. No, it's not going to be acceptable for him to do this or to do that. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm, I feel ice cute with that shit, but everybody's got to be able to take responsibility. And unfortunately we can't even speak to that because you know, Kaepernick got his settlement, and he had to sign the NDA. So, you know, I don't know, man. So I don't know, man. It's just, it's just hard. And and like I told uh, my coworker, I was like, you know, for me, it's 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 a case of the yeah buts, you know. Yeah, but you know, yeah, but so you know, we'll see, we'll see how this shit goes. And like I said, um, we both agreed at work about how Jay Z and Beyonce collectively um, or respectively um, both typically do things that we don't really understand. And then there's a bigger picture where we're like, oh shit, look what they did. You know what I mean? Um, so normally Beyonce does shit that makes sense the whole way around the block and then we're just completely in awe of the last you know the the end result just because it's Beyonce but this time Jay-Z you know it's not quite that you know and then you know my biggest beef with this situation is that you know people like Charlemagne and people who just who just blindly support Jay-Z because it's Jay-Z and he's never made any bad decisions and he's he's done this and he's done that da, 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 da. that yeah no Jay-Z's been fantastic for the culture and for the community he has been great man he has he's been down for the cause he's been getting niggas out of jail who protest he's you know he helped with Meek Mill shit he helped get um if somebody else that was a celebrity that was in some big shit he helped them you know he helps a lot of people he helps the people and I can appreciate that and we respect that and we really we really expect that right but nobody is above reproach like nobody is above a question right like I just because I said all of those good things about JC doesn't mean that I still don't have questions about the situation like that's just that like and and so I'm not hauling off and saying dumb shit like oh JC's a sellout nah that's not how I feel I don't feel like that at all but I still got questions, and I don't think that because I have a question about the situation, that should automatically lump me into the bums who haven't done anything and who only want to talk about da 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 Nah, I mean, 
I sure, I am a bum who hasn't done anything, but I mean, I still could have a question. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Especially if the NFL wants not only players, but also fans to get over this shit. Like, bruh, no. I didn't watch the NFL for a couple of seasons because of this bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And I never understood why Charlemagne was feeling like, oh, everybody's confused about what they're protesting. I was never confused about what I was protesting. I didn't protest because of police brutality and all that stuff. I wasn't doing that shit. I was protesting the NFL because Kaepernick was doing what he was doing. He wasn't hurting anybody. He hadn't broken any laws. He hadn't broken any rules. And you motherfuckers really blackballed him. And then you guys went and got Jay Cutler off the couch for, uh, what, 9, 10, 11 million dollars for one year at the Dolphins. You know, the Dolphin uh, team picked him up. Um, you know, you had people coming from the CFL. You had people that that was in, like, fourth-round draft picks that were on practice squads that were getting looks because they just didn't want to give Colin Kaepernick a look. And it's just like, fuck. You know what I mean? That's crazy. That's crazy. So, you know, for me... That's why I stopped watching the shit, because I was like, this is some bullshit. Y'all don't have to change the world, NFL. I didn't expect the NFL to change the world or to do anything different. I didn't give a fuck about what they were going to do in regards to social change. I think this is dope that they're doing what they're doing. But, I mean, I, that wasn't my, my cross to bear. Like, I didn't care about that. I think it would have suited Colin Kaepernick better if he would have just done what he did and then continued to do his his things like, like he kind of has been doing, you know? dedicating or giving out donating all of his money from the from the jersey over to you know different organizations you know doing meals on wheels you know giving you know school stuff the know your rights campaign all of these things like he's so much bigger than football at this point so if that's if i were him that's all i'd be concerned about but it's like i don't think he should be playing football but i really don't think that you should be able to tell him he can't fucking play football either like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just that. Like, the decision should be on Colin Kaepernick. Whether or not he continues to play in the NFL. Not the fucking NFL. Not the fucking owners. Right? That's how I feel about it. So, that's just me. That's just me. So, I disagreed with Jay-Z and his, the way he said the things that he said. Oh, we're past. We're past protesting. This wasn't about getting Colin a job. You know, like... I think the people that are saying these things, oh, you forgot what you were protesting about. I kind of think those people are a bit out of touch with what black people were actually protesting about. Black people wasn't protesting the NFL because of police brutality. Black people were protesting the NFL because Cap didn't have a job because he was talking out about police brutality and social injustice. The white people was protesting the NFL because they didn't like that Kaepernick was kneeling and the NFL didn't do shit about it and kept letting it happen because they're disrespecting America and the flag. You know? Meanwhile, their fat asses are sitting down on their couches while the national anthem is being played. Probably got their fucking hats on in the house and they're not standing up. They're not showing any respect to the flag, but they expect the football players to do it. And then when the football player says, no, you know, I don't stand up for it because I don't really feel like that's how you know the, the 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 country is. The song is nice, but I don't really feel like that's the American, the Black American experience or the Black and Brown American experience. You know what I mean? That does not it. I, he could not reconcile the two, right? So I, I don't know. I just I guess you have to figure out where is your win and take your win and walk away, right? So, for me, the win would have been the settlement. 
But I don't know how much he got. I don't know, you know? But I mean, if it was a few million, or at least enough to say if you were to have played in the NFL for the past three years and made X amount of dollars a year, this is how much we're giving you. Okay, I could deal with that because that's money owed and money lost. And I think that's a lot of things people don't understand. Oh, well, he took the settlement. That's money owed. He owed that sh- Them niggas owed him his money. He could have been playing and making millions of dollars. He was not not picked up because he was a bad quarterback. No. He wasn't picked up because you motherfuckers didn't appreciate his goddamn, uh, you know, protest and the fact that he was using his platform to elevate black and brown people. Like, that's really it. So, having said all of that, um, I'm still going to wait and see what happens with the Jay-Z shit. We'll see what happens with all the, you know, community outreach and all of the social injustice dollars that go to all of the different places. It'd be great if Colin Kaepernick could be on the same page with Jay-Z. That would be a huge win for black people, I think. If Colin Kaepernick and Jay-Z could come together, figure out what they could do to make sure that, you know, the fight is, is continuously fought, but in a productive way, right? That would be the ideal thing. So I guess the real question is, what does Colin Kaepernick want? Right? Because see, I'm not one of these people, I'm not one of these people at all that it's like down on Cap. Like, I hear a lot of people, like a lot of celebrities, like, Cap took this and Cap doesn't talk and Cap da 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 and Jay Z da 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 You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, now it's like Jay Z versus Cap thing. Nah, let's not do that because that's not what this is. Okay, but Cap does need to speak. I mean, what is the end goal? What would he like to see? What does he want? You know, is it feasible? Should we get behind what he's doing? It's kind of like he's he threw, um, you know, a bloody corpse out there and said, all right, y'all, I want y'all to eat. And then I want y'all to go and camp some more and then get, and hunt some more and then bring some more back. And then keep doing that until I tell y'all not to do that no more. Right. And then he never says anything, you know. So I don't know. I don't know the situation. All I know is, is that it was a very interesting episode on the TI uh, podcast um, with LL and, and Ice Cube. So just listen to that one first, then listen to the Rick Ross one. The Rick Ross one was so dope because he actually he dropped a lot of gems, and then he also said that there was three books that he read while he was in jail or prison, excuse me. And he said he read both of these books um, over 25 times because it was so heavy to him and so great first book is as a man think and i believe when i googled it or went to amazon it's as a man thinketh um and the second book is called think and grow rich and then the third book is called richest man in babylon and so i went ahead and put those in my card okay and i i'll go ahead and get those books so i can start reading them and it'd be great to have some good reading materials um around because i plan on making some money soon and going on a beach somewhere so it'd be nice to have reading materials yes um anywho uh so yeah so y'all check that out y'all check that out and um y'all can let me know if y'all like the suggestion or not um let's see it's a trip he said the reason why he read the rick ross guy the reason why he read the, the book so much is because you have to constantly um cultivate your your mind you know he said your mind is a garden and you know you must and it must be taken care of you have to clear the weeds so you know i like that whole that whole thing that whole idea is really dope so so yeah so check it out y'all let me know what y'all think about that Uh, 
And that's really all I had. I, I really showed the hell out with the um, Virgo shit. I'm sorry. and I, I'm sorry. But I, I just love being a Virgo. Um, oh, new albums. One new album, Sir. Um, is the name of his 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 name is Sir, um, and his album I believe is called Chasing Summer. Let me make sure I'm right. Yeah, Chasing Summer. It's a fantastic album. It's an it's an entire vibe. It's 14 songs. It's 14 songs, and um, it's just a complete vibe. So y'all check that out. Yeah. So check that album out. And let me know what you think about that. It's dope. Um, he's like a really grown man. You know how, like, some R&B singers are, like, pretty boys, and then if there's, like, a man like Anthony Hamilton or something, like, super grown, this guy is, like, a Jaheim mixed with Anthony Hamilton. He's got that voice, but he is clearly an ancient nigga. Like, he's not, he's not terrible, but he's not, not terrible. You understand? Eh, it's, it's weird. But, nah, y'all check it out. Let me know what you think. Please do me a favor on whatever you're listening to me on. Please rate and review. Um, subscribe, all of those things, um, just to let me know, and let the people know that y'all are digging mills out here in these streets, again, you can follow me on Instagram at, um, Mills Speaks, Twitter is Mills DeVirgo, and, uh, on Facebook, I'm J Mills Productions, um, and thank you so much for listening. This Virgo shit here is real. You're welcome. <laughs> and I'm out. Bring the beat up. Come on, Nas and motherfucking Luda. If you was, I'd be totally twice. What's that? Totally with a T-W-I. <laughs> well, here I am. Yep, I'm the man. Bartender. Put a Cosmo in that girl hand. So, here we standing before I begin. Homegirl made a knot out of the cherry stem. Tongue skills. Yeah, I like that. Now we on the right track. Straight to my fan. I call Africa Black. Ever since then, she been yapping a track. Told her friends. Now they hollering behind her back. Sing. Baby girl, won't you come and hold my hand? Won't you come and just chill with the Hey girl, just come and hold my hand Won't you come and chill out with the Virgo We sippin' on Merlot, you ain't gotta be my girl though I drop you off at Peachtree and Merlot Smash with the Virgo, you ain't gotta take your shirt off You see me convince your home girl though Now I was so fresh and so fly in diamonds When I stepped up in the club, even my eyes were shining Bling, a little cute thing said What's your name? I put my necklace in her face and told her read the chain Ooh, ooh, self stuck up, told me shut the fuck up Blah, Ludacris is in the the needle hit the record, they was playing this song All the ladies hit the floor and it was I don't live forever like fame Let the Leroy's dance while I'm laid back Chilling in my b-boy stand Could be a little pop blocking if your girl's top dropping But watch for cock blocking on my coochie stock options But later for the ass back, throw them on the fast track Make them swip swap nasty N.A.S. Pass that honey in the black cause I'm feeling the curves He looked down at what I had and said why only serve one when we can serve up two? Then at the bachelor pad doing what the Virgos do. And these women so shy to get loud undercover. So we could have sex, but I can't be your lover. <laughs> Sing! Baby girl, won't you come and hold my hand? Won't you come and just chill with the Virgo? Baby girl, won't you come and hold my hand? Won't you come and chill out with the Virgo?